0: And welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is sprint. Mention that word to Bruce or any staff member the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week is sprint. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multisport. With the race season just around the corner, it's time to get serious about your training, and TriJoy can help. We'll meet with you in person to discuss your goals, make a training plan, and give you the support you need to achieve them. Email for your free in-person consultation. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multisport. See our link at the bottom of this page. On our program today, Abbotsford Triathlon Club coach Mikey Ross will be checking in for another edition of his Top 5 list. He'll be taking us on a running tour of the Fraser Valley. As well, Zach Neufeld is going to tell us about the benefits of doing morning runs on his Fit Tip of the Week. We also have a feature interview with local running guy, Phil Ellis. And I have your running results from the Fort Langley Historic Half Races. 45 minutes of pre-vernal probiotic FitSpeak begins right now.
1: Hi, I'm Mikey Ross, coach with Abbotsford Triathlon Club, and here's the FitSpeak 92 top five list. For this edition, you'll hear about five unique valley and vicinity trail running races coming up this spring and summer that you'll want to consider adding to your 2020 race calendar. Each of these races have websites for more details and practically instant registration. Now, let's hit the trails. Fraser Valley Trail Run Number 1 Sunday, April 5th, it's the Heritage to Hatsik 5k and 10k. Starting and ending in Missions Heritage Park, this run is a combination of gravel, mulch, and grassy trail, with a bit of road thrown in a mostly flat round trip through Hatsick Bench offers a view of the Fraser River and Mount Baker on a clear day. You'll be supporting Mission Hospice Society with your $30 registration fee, which includes a free t-shirt for those who sign up before March 15th. Head to penrun.ca to register. That's penrun.ca. Fraser Valley Trail Run Number 2 Saturday, May the 30th Run For Water Trail Race offers a 10, 25 and 50k single track journey up and down Sumas Mountain. 100% of profits go to Run For Water, supplying water in areas of Ethiopia with no fresh water source. The entry fee for these races currently ranges from $100 to $150, but you will run knowing that you contributed to an internationally recognized charity that helps those less fortunate than you. If it's elevation you crave, you'll get it! The 10k run alone has 700 meters, while the 50k boasts a full 3,000 meters of up 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 and down down down. Register at runforwater.ca, that's runforwater.ca. Fraser Valley Trail Run Number 3 Saturday June 6th, head to Missions Bear and Red Mountains for this popular trail race. Offering 8K, 12K, and 21K distances, as well as a two-runner 21K relay, this race is the first of a three-race series sponsored by the Fraser Valley Trail Runners. This race is loop-based, no out-and-backs or double loops to deal with. Fees range from $65 to $75. Head to fvtr.ca for more details. Once again, that's fvtr.ca. Fraser Valley Trail Run Number 4 July 4th offers the Thirsty Elk 25K Trail Race in Chilliwack. This point-to-point adventure starts with single track running through Chilliwack Community Forest followed by a steep climb up the Elk Mountain with panoramic views of the Cascade Mountain Range then a fast and free downhill descent into Ryder Lake. Trail running newbies can enter the flatter 5K version and there's even a free 3 bears 1k kids race as well. Fees for the 5k and 25k run are currently $35 and $75 respectively. Go to peaksandvalleys.ca for more information. That's peaksandvalleys.ca. Fraser Valley Trail Run Number 5 Saturday July 25th finds you heading out past Hope to Manning Park for another Fraser Valley Trail Runners race. Manning Park offers mile after mile of single-track running through valleys, around lakes, and over rivers. Distances include a 10k run around Lightning Lake, a full 21k route, and a 1km kids race. Fees are $65 to $75. This race sold out in 2019. Sign up at fvtr.ca. That's fvtr.ca. We will be revisiting trail running in the fall with a new edition of my top five trail races. For the FitSpeak top five list, I'm Mikey Ross.
0: Here's your FitSpeak 92 at the races. We're off to Fort Langley for results from Mitchell Hudson's historic half. And on the menu, he did feature a half marathon, along with a 10K and a 5K. We have your top three male and females from each distance.
2: Kicking things off on the podium for the women's 5K, capturing third was Mel McKenzie in 27 minutes. For Silver, just 20 seconds ahead, Joanna Williams, and the female 5K champion in 26 minutes was Christine Arnold. For the men, third was Chris Perger in 24 minutes. Three minutes faster for silver was Pierre Chan. And the fastest time of the day in the 5K was Grant Roberts. He was in the 30 to 39 year age group and he went 18 minutes.
0: In the 10K for the men, third place was Kevin Ereksen in 43 minutes and 35 seconds. Just 25 seconds ahead of him and in second place was James Blair. And topping the men's podium and having the fastest time of the day for the 10k was local firefighter Dwayne Foley in 40 minutes.
2: For the female 10k results, bronze was Alexandra Lay in 46 minutes. Second was Christina Crump in 44 minutes. And the fastest female at the 10k distance for the Fort Langley race was Shelby Hancock in 43 minutes. That also put her third overall. So congrats Shelby.
0: For the female half marathon, we saw a third captured by Emily Spenver in 1 hour and 33 minutes. One minute faster for second was Kirsten Dolta. And the female half marathon champion was Lindsay Cole in 1 hour and 32 minutes flat.
2: Finally, we have the men's half marathon. And in third place, we have a time of an hour and 23 minutes and 44 seconds for Jordan Gertz half a minute faster. Second for the men was Alexi Garib and the fastest man at the half marathon at Fort Langley was local speedster Colin Jepson in just under an hour and 17
0: minutes. Smoking fast. And that's your FitSpeak 92 at yep. the races. And welcome again to another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines in a parking lot at Rotary Stadium in Abbotsford. The rain... Has stopped. It's a beautiful Thursday evening. The sun is just setting. We see a bunch of runners on the track doing their thing. And next to me, um, local running guy. I was going to call him a run a legend, but he wouldn't let me do that. Uh, from Peninsula Runners, Phil Ellis is our guest. Phil, welcome back to FitSpeak.
3: Welcome or thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, we're going
0: to start things off with the Phil show and tell us. You know, we've both been running forever, but. Uh, how did you get introduced to running? Was it something you did in junior high school or before that? Yeah, or? you know,
3: um, grade eight, I I kind of did really well at uh, just at the sports day at the school. And mm-hmm. um, I had a couple of people say, well, you must be training because you're beating us all. And I'm like, what's training? <laughs> <laughs> By grade nine, I started getting into it a little bit. I had one of my friend's dads was a good runner and There was a race up in Kelowna and uh, he said, "Uh, are you training for it? And again, I'm just like, no, what's that? (laughs) But then I started, training for it and the rest is history so
0: tell us about those early days of training back in the stone age before garments and before Swifting <laughs> and before you know all the the technology and stuff uh, what were you doing to get fast go as hard and as fast as you could yeah. <laughs> right out the door man <laughs> like I,
3: I trained wrong initially i realize that now but it got you fast mm-hmm. i went from like zero to I drew out a program for myself. I remember um, I had like about ten weeks or 12, twelve weeks to get ready, and I drew out a program and I got up to about eighty kilometers a week. A week, wow! Yeah. Like how old were you at the time? I was fifteen. Okay, that's yeah.
0: that's a lot of mileage for a fifteen-year-old. <laughs>
3: oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sink or swim, yeah. but um, I, I, you know, I, I really it improved my aerobics incredibly, and I was. Uh, pretty good by the time the race rolled around and i've been doing it ever since uh-huh success at 50 how'd that race turn out um i was it was a half marathon believe oh, it or not wow okay um, i ran one hour 13 minutes for a 15 year old kid which i didn't really i was ninth overall up in Cologne it was a the old apple classic half marathon hmm Um, won by a guy that eventually became my coach, Ken French. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so 73 minutes at the time, I didn't realize it was about a minute slower than the fastest American kid had ever run for a half marathon at that time. Well, that's an
0: incredible performance, like right out of the
3: gate. Right out of the gate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So obviously a lot of genetics going on and you've really been our local guy who's just been uh, turning the running world on its ear. When you think about heroes of the sport, not necessarily connected to running, but you know, did you have a picture of Paul Henderson on your wall or did you have any sports heroes to kind of motivate you?
3: Oh, you know, in in a running running world, I would I liked Rob De Castella from a young age. Okay, a great Australian marathoner. I really liked him as back when that Salzer versus De Castella. Oh, yes, I, I sided with the Australian. <laughs> Partly, because my dad's a New Zealander, and I got oh. uncles that live there, and I just don't like the Americans and that. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with Salazar lately, uh, it's look, I'm
3: looking good now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, other sporting heroes, you know, as a Montreal Canadian fan, so I like Guy Lafleur. You mm. know, I like the way he <laughs> skated fast with the hair flowing and uh, soccer, PLA. I mean, I love soccer, so PLA was my mm. guy, but yeah. And I like the Whitecaps back then, which they won the old NASL series mm. back in the early 80s, right? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So we all know you're the guy, the local guy who you know won the 1991 Sun Run, yeah. incredible time, just shy of what was it, 28 minutes,
3: like 29.03. Yeah, it was 29.03. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, what other big performances are you really proud of?
3: Oh, yeah. That's uh, you know what I I, I I ran a lot of races over the years, but. You know, winning the national championships is always good. I won the uh, on, on the track uh, in Coquitlam one year. I won the 5,000 meters. Um, my consistency in the 10,000 meter and 10K road race championships over a period of six, seven years, I was always a medalist either winning second or third.
0: So that's a long so string a, of high performances. High performances,
3: yeah. yeah. So I, I think I was like the most consistent guy at that time. Or, you know, that would be... One of the advantages I had, I didn't get injured at that point, and I was just—I was always a competitor. I love to compete. Mm-hmm. The races that I remember the best are the ones where there are wars, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, always. Uh, can you remember a specific battle? That I mean, we all got these great war stories. You must have one to share with our listeners.
3: Well, you know, I think the 1991. Uh, national 10k road championships in Ottawa and it was on this little rinky dink course, this kilometer loop which had a hill and three sharp corners in it but me and Paul broke away in the last couple of kilometers uh, from a guy called Chris Weber who was a really fast finisher Uh and it seemed like Paul, even though we got away and we got like 20-30 meters on Chris, he was more worried about Chris than he was on me and so Paul was setting the pace and I was just hanging on Mm -hmm. and then I what I remember specifically was I was like on if I can hang here I can you know at least get second Mm. and then he turned around with about because uh, it finished going up a slight grade. Uh-huh. He turned around with about 200 to go, and I saw this look in his eyes, and uh. I said, he's got nothing left. I'm going. <laughs> Still 200 I'm, to go. Two, and I, I passed him probably with uh-huh. 30 or 40 meters to go, and mm-hmm. that was that was pretty m- memorable. But yeah. there's been a you know, my, my last, because injuries kind of took me out of the sport at the end of 97, but I'd say one of my last memorable comp- competitions that I liked that I did, it was just because of the... Um, the way the race turned out was the first half in 1997. Um, me versus uh, Bruce Deacon and Kerry Nelson. They just fresh off. They went to the '96 Games in the marathon, and um, it was a back and forth. I kind of. It was a, quite an interesting race. I mean, it's a long story, but I put in a pretty serious move with about a mile and a half to go that broke mm-hmm. that broke both of them. Aha.
0: So, so taking on the Olympic how close did you get to making I mean with times like that I mean yeah. you must have been knocking
3: on the door I mean in the 92 Olympic trials I was second in the 10,000 mm-hmm. but I didn't have the time standards so mm-hmm. um, 96 I really thought I should have been there as far as the marathon but I had some injuries kind mm-hmm. of heading in went and ran London and just didn't uh, turn out you know it's sport is like that right You you you, you I mean I I can't really complain because I executed so many times I just didn't execute in the two Olympic years mm. in those particular races yeah you know ultimately I now hindsight I mean I'd love to have gone I'd love to say I was an Olympian but at the same time I realize you know it's the memories it's the experiences it wouldn't have made me any better of a runner or any worse of an individual for mm. sure right so yeah. um or better of an individual but <laughs> so I'm quite happy with what I did accomplish I just wish I hadn't been removed from the sport as early as I was uh-huh. so.
0: so are you still able to run today
3: yeah I'm able to run I can't I don't compete I'm yeah. um, if I was to get the volume and the intensities up I think I would ha- run into troubles again injury wise so mm-hmm. I just, uh,
0: I just what's your running. story for injury
3: I mean by the
0: time you're you know oh, our yeah. age we all have them.
3: it well you know what for me and it, if you Doug, dr. Doug Clement it took him about a year or so to figure out what I had because it's never been seen in a runner before um what's that it's uh they call it sports specific focal dystonia which is a long term big term to uh-huh. mean uh that when i run um i get a cramping in the leg and it pulled my foot in Have you've heard of writer's cramp
0: oh yeah yeah um, i, I live it. <laughs> it yeah
3: so it's kind of the same thing but uh-huh. in the in the leg uh-huh. and wow. uh that they've never you know it's been documented a few times since by other people Um, some people that have not been able to no longer walk Mm. I've actually been able to sidestep it enough that I can actually run yeah so anytime I see Doug Clement he's like so are you still running I go are you able to run I go yeah Yeah. great right Mm -hmm. and so I count my I consider myself lucky because I know there's another lady that I know about she's actually from Kelowna and she can't even walk anymore Mm. so or you know, it's to go with it, so because it, it really cr- almost cripples you. Oh, right? wow, so, yeah. And it yeah. sounds painful. It's, it is it pa- is yeah. It is painful, yeah. yeah. And I dealt with that for uh, four, three, four years, mm-hmm. and I kept hoping I could get back and compete, right? Mm-hmm. And then I eventually did come back and I've competed again, but yeah. not, never at that level, right? Right. So, yeah.
0: so is that something that kind of, you know, stirs your soul and causes a bit of frustration, or...?
3: Um, you know what? I'm a pretty easygoing person. You uh, seem to be. <laughs> yeah. I should. Would I have loved to Thankfully, that? I've never had,
0: you know, <laughs> the last 200 meters of a half marathon might be different, but...
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a competitor in there, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, you know what? Uh, I would have loved to compete. I'd love to still compete, mm-hmm. but I just can't do myself justice, really. So mm-hmm. I just enjoy running now. But, um, and, you know, I had a really good i mean eighty three to ninety seven that's how our fifteen seasons I ran at a high level so and not only have you i mean ran i mean winning the sun run that's a dream
0: of probably every you know fifteen year old runner in the lower mainland if not the province of b c so that's capturing you know a a massive crowd, but you're also able to to really build a living around running um Tell us about some of the jobs uh things that you've been involved in in the local and provincial running community
3: yeah well you know what um obviously I've, i'm involved with peninsula runners as, as far as uh, my day-to-day work but um probably as far as the running scene i've gotten to the point where i you know it'd be interesting i mean i've attended so many races over the years but i think i've probably organized or helped out in in race as almost as many i, I would be interested <laughs> to calculate it i'm certainly going to be an organizer more than i have a competitor so it gives you um that's certainly the um, something I'm quite passionate about. Trying to help uh, put on events for people and sometimes i think people take it for granted like you know they just assume that events are always going to be there yeah um but you know what i think anybody that's been on involved in, in volunteering at an event or or organizing an event especially the organization there's so many things to, to do and it's becoming actually more difficult now with all the rules and regulations that legalities cities, yeah, and, yeah, and bylaws and yeah. bylaws you know like I mean Surrey or Abbotsford, they're very hard to put on road events now, mm. right? So I yeah. go to parks and stuff a lot, but yeah, that's where I'm very involved with the uh, running community to this day, I think. So um, kind of, I'm a bit more behind the scenes kind of guy mm-hmm. though in some ways, right? So yeah. <laughs> so
0: tell us about your group here on Thursday night. What's, what's going on tonight?
3: Yeah. So there's the Abbotsford uh, running group and uh, it's kind of a spinoff from when we had the store here. Um, a lot of them came and we had a running group there but they just uh they basically they obviously they want to train they want to go run half marathons marathons um i come and, and take them through uh guided coach workouts every thursday night um i do did, did it did last night with the group in langley right so this is something i i again it's uh It's interesting. Your nights are pretty full. It sounds like yeah. It's interesting though. You know, so my focus, like you see a lot of. There's some guys like Mark Bomba, or you know, a guy that I used to train, uh, compete against, and he's focused more on the, the elite runners. Um, Here, I'm focused on more the 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 guys that just want to get better it doesn't matter what your mm-hmm. ability level of ability sometimes I think it'd be cool to to, to have a couple of elite runners but at the yeah. same time I think maybe you get you get your niche and, mm-hmm. right so I most definitely know that the, it's kind of interesting because coming from an elite runner and I mm-hmm. knew what workouts work for elites yeah. but then when I started dealing with the um, more recreational runners yeah more humans more humans <laughs> yeah in the early like you know I've been doing it 15 16 years now yeah. I realized, you know what, I'd, I'd run some of these early groups through these workouts and mm-hmm. it wasn't really working or, you know, I'd have to adapt, right? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'd have to yeah. make changes and yeah. I have to, and so I, I think I've gained quite a lot of knowledge of, of, yeah. of that over the years. So. And to
0: be quite truthful, I mean, there's a hell of a lot more of us people who are slower and getting into the sport than that you know top five percent who oh, are yeah. up and are going to run like my goodness a sub 40 minute 10k would be you know for, yeah. for many of us that's still the the goal, the goal. Right? Yeah, yeah so there's certainly you know and as far as the growth goes i mean there's you know there's always going to be people new to the sport there's always going to be people mm-hmm. who aren't you know gifted or you know have time constraints so if they can make it out to a track on a thursday and you know drop their 800 split by five seconds while well, they're success and you know yeah they'll keep coming back well right? you know
3: what I've ha- I've had a number of people that uh, I can sp- actually at this group and at mm-hmm. my group in Langley and the big thing is to break seven minutes for a mile for some of them right in yeah. a workout mm-hmm. and like you know most of them will never run it race a mile so this yeah. is the fastest they've ever run a mile yeah and I actually got I mean I I'm, you're talking to a guy who for me yeah I mean I go for an easy run and be all sub-sevens right yes. back in the day but mm-hmm. so you're kind of going but I get it these yeah. guys it's, it's exciting and it's, mm-hmm. it's an accomplishment absolutely right yeah. so it's really the goals in running are so individual yeah right? so personal and They're they so can
0: personal and as we know those goals can change over time right
3: they can change oh, over man. time and the yeah. thing is you can uh, so from my perspective i can help celebrate uh, i celebrate a sub seven minute mile yeah right? absolutely like, hey, hey, yeah. yeah you know yeah. like yeah we got you there kind yeah of thing, right?
0: and that's that's cause for celebration absolutely yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so you've got uh your hat as uh racing organizer and one of the biggest we're now kind of billing it as missions um mission sun run we've got the heritage tahatack how long have you been involved with that
3: i think this is going on uh 7 years now like initially it was the the, uh, the um the the hill stompers the group there that put it on and then we sponsored it one year mm-hmm. and so we were helping and then the next year in the build up they were kind of like wanting us to do more of it and then i think by the third year is uh basically you
0: kind of inherited the whole enchilada yeah
3: inherited and and you know what um i think what we did do too because they were they had kind of got it associated with the hospice and i was i didn't know what the degree of level of um kind of uh working together was Mm -hmm. But then I was like, you know what, I reached out to the hospice and uh, we have Angel up there at the hospice who's great and we've been able to use the hospice to help get us some volunteers. Oh, which nice. Crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And then all the net proceeds are going to the hospice and you know what i'm kind of excited this year because i think we're finally going to get the numbers are co- going to be up oh from the last uh, couple of years uh-huh. actually last year grew from the previous year mm-hmm. but to me if we can even go another 50 people from yeah. last year it's going to mean a, probably a couple a couple thousand dollars more for the hospice Absolutely, right which yeah. you know every dollar helps right yeah. so that's kind of the partnership there you know um and trying to so i think it's more of a um, it's yeah, it's mission sunrun, so there's a good component of fast runners there. But then there's people there that want, believe, obviously, in the what the hospice is doing, and people just want to get. I mean, you run through the beautiful park, yeah, right? yeah. We've changed the course a little bit. I think it's a good one now, okay. <laughs> I think it's always been a good one. It's always, I mean, I've done it how many
0: half dozen times, and yeah, it's always, uh, and it's getting better. I mean, last year I was on the sidelines, speaking of injury, but uh, yeah, just taking a look at some of those 5k times from last yeah. year, those were fast. The 5k is quick Mm -hmm,
3: (laughs) net downhill you got the nice downhill in the park kind of a little bit of an up going up to Jasper but then flat all the way to the finish right we kind of cut out that Hill out of the park, yeah. At the end, so
0: absolutely. So some fast past. times there. So for the folks who are listening to the podcast, um, tell us a little bit about the when and the where of the 2020 edition.
3: Yeah. So April the fifth, you know, coming. And that's a Sunday. That's a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. April the fifth. There it uh, starts and finishes right in the park. Kind of well, starts above the park, but the, all the races will take place kind of near that uh, bandstand or whatever. There. Yeah, so, absolutely. Lots of parking there. Lots of parking mm-hmm. there, and. Um, yeah it's just a, it's a great great local event kind of run eastwards to to hatsick the 10k gets right out uh into that new um kind of there used to be the flower farm or whatever mm-hmm. there and there's some new housing development out there so yeah. but it's a nice nice route beautiful you know what it, i when i run or i, I don't race this one but mm-hmm. when i've ran the route and i know the route very well yeah. now it harkens back to the old days of racing in the 80s why is that I don't know, it just got, I mm. guess Mission's a smaller town, Yeah, yeah. it's got like, um, less kind of, how do you say, it just, it just does, it's got, yeah. it, to me it feels, it has the feel of a 1980s race, which is, mm. I think is a pretty good feel, yeah. so. Yeah, when
0: you emerge <laughs> out of back. the bush and you're in, you know, the of community there, it's got kind of a laid back, oh and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, it takes me back to the old days, I mean, I grew up racing in the Okanagan initially, and that. uh, yeah, it just got a nineteen uh, eighties feel to me, so mm-hmm. which is a good thing. <laughs> so,
0: to uh, repeat for our listeners, it's going to be happening, and it's happening on Sunday,
3: April the fifth. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, for a person who wants to sign up for this thing, uh, some advice: How do we do that?
3: Yeah, you, you you can. The best way to sign up is online. It seems like everything's gone online. So, yeah. if, you, if you go to the Peninsula Runners website, penrun.ca, there's you'll be able to find the uh, the link to the races, and then in the races you'll see Heritage Stadsik, and then there's a whole site there and you can just uh, go on and sign up date i think is it march the 15th is that as as of if you sign up by march the 15th we we're going to get you a free shirt okay free, free tech shirt for what's it run. look like for this year uh you know what the color has not been decided oh yet, okay. so. orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, orange that's your vote eh? <laughs> <laughs> all right um, Yeah, actually, um, there's a there's a lady, uh, a couple of the ladies from Mission that are gonna help me decide that. Neat. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that yet to be. But anyway, so if you sign up by March 15, that allows us to guarantee a size, and Mm -hmm. and if you sign up after that, you probably won't get a shirt. Okay. And there's two distances: 5k, 10k. 5k, 10k. Yeah. 5k, 10k. You know, if you're, and if you're thinking more walking probably just do the 5k right yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh be
0: nice to those volunteers they as wonderful as they are you know uh, a little bit less time on the course uh, is not necessarily a bad thing, especially if the weather can be mission-like
3: in <laughs> April, so yeah. Yeah, it could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was beautiful and we we're hoping for beautiful blue sky weather, but yeah, you know, one year it was snowing on the way to warm up. Oh yes. Out, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Beginning of April. <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah, that's, that's Calgary yeah.
0: weather, but it's here in the uh, Lower Mainland. So we've got a 5k, we've got a 10k. If you were to give a person advice, let's say this is their A race, it's their version of the sun run and they're peaking for this thing. Um, we're about six weeks out right now. Any kind of training advice you would give one of our listeners who's going into this. You know, maybe they've got a little bit of experience, they're looking to maybe set a PB, any nuggets of
3: training. You you most definitely want to do some interval training, whether that's you know, I mean simple workouts like six by eight hundred or five by a kilometer, that type of thing, go to a doesn't have to be at a track. always be on a road course or on a grass field um but then making sure you're doing a long run and uh taking it easy the last few days before Mm -hmm. you know you most definitely want to do a bit of a taper that last week kind of come down but you know what uh intervals i think that's the biggest thing that misses in a lot of recreational athletes is they don't really do the 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 kind of intervals and And everything's kind of like in the middle in the middle yeah they kind of run at the same pace a lot of the time so and i you know go out for a little tempo run go for a run where you're not going to be able to talk with anybody and Mm -hmm. you you know warm up for 10 minutes and then go hard for 20 30 minutes you know um and then have a cool down but yeah um intervals i think uh, intervals and tempo runs are, are are crucial to to a lot of people and it's something it'll give you an advantage on your competitors and you know what they're always easier to do with a group mm. so whether you come to the Abbotsford running group yeah. or you have some friends that you can do uh-huh. or i know the try group And there's some good groups around that you can do those intervals with and it's going to make it a lot better.
0: And you were talking about tapering. Uh, One of the things I'm working on for a magazine I'm working for right now is how to hit the taper right from a number of perspectives. So let's take you back into your kind of glory days, your prime. So say there's, you know, uh, a pretty important 10K race, maybe not necessarily your A race, but a very important one. What would you do for taper week?
3: Yeah, I would still... um, Like, from a psychological
0: perspective, too, because you're not running as much, you're a bit of a mental basket case if you've invested a lot of time and training into this thing.
3: Yeah, I would back off the the volume of my running, certainly. Um, I would try to... Uh, I'd still do like um, I used to do workouts on th- Tuesdays and Thursdays like actual interval based type of workouts Thursday would be a lot easier t- Tuesday not so much mm. but I would probably just say if I was running repeats at you know 250 for a repeat I might be 255 a little bit slower and mm-hmm. I just try to focus more on feeling really easy and comfortable yeah. kind of like if you just uh, Really fine trying to find a rhythm and, and and feel like you're not putting out much energy, but you're still running Fairly quick and then that would uh, you know that get good sleep lots of fluids um, and then uh, You know Doing you know what the other thing what a lot of this can make a difference to a lot of people too especially the last couple of weeks is uh, after your easy runs a go to yeah. a grass field or or uh, a track and just do some strides mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a lot even after that, the work's after, been done after, yeah. okay and just do some nice strides you know focusing on your form don't, okay don't time them just mm-hmm. kind of focus on your form feeling good and that yeah. that'll that'll that really does uh, wonders for your leg speed as well okay and getting you ready for that run race day mm-hmm. any psychological advice you can give those runners oh yeah you know what <laughs> psychologically uh, got to be confident in what you've done and then you know what i always like to do i i used to like to set probably two goals i'd say here's my a goal if everything goes perfect yeah and usually that was win the race (laughs) 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 or run a certain time right yeah and here's my b goal this is what i'd be comfortable with Mm -hmm. like you know maybe top three or and maybe that's Mm -hmm. why i got top three (laughs) (laughs) but you know and so you you kind of run And I actually usually I would start the race where I kind of run to my B strategy. Mm-hmm. and then if things were feeling good after a couple of kilometers yeah. i maybe would adopt more of an a strategy because uh-huh. because the effort required and the
0: recovery required right between that and that extra five percent over that last you know whether it's 5k 2k 500 meters can can be significant right can, yeah it can be an injury
3: yes you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. So. I, I think sometimes to go into a run you you that i as i said i The A goal is always great, but the B goal, the one thing that gives you advantage there, it takes a little bit of the pressure off. I do remember there were certain runs, races in my career where all the goal was to hit a certain time, and that puts a different level of pressure on it, Mm. Um, and sometimes those runs didn't go as good as when you were just kind of running how you feel, and then all of a sudden, it was... went really yeah, good. Being right,
0: in the so. moment, taking advantage of anything that might be happening on the race course as opposed to just, okay I, I'm supposed it. to be here by now but I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> yeah. <yet. laughs> yeah. yeah, so that makes, that makes it tough and I mean, to enjoy that, ra- and if you do it a lot, I mean, to have such a strict goal every single, you know that takes a lot of the, f- it's not a job right? And yeah. It's a, It's something we do for fun for the most part and you know, to, to treat it like a job with that discipline, with those expectations just kind of takes the joy out right oh yeah so go with the flow and go for it when the opportunity
3: Opportunity presents presents itself itself, yeah
0: okay i know you got a group coming fairly quickly two quick questions to round things off first of all um i know you've had a lot of success on the flat stuff but if you had a choice would you rather run two minutes uphill or would you rather run run one minute downhill
3: (laughs) like if, uh, if for intervals or for just just j- just for fun
0: just for fun yeah no training effect just what's what's a more joy joyful experience Run, for running, you?
3: running down the hill. running the downhill yeah. okay yeah. Uh, but the only thing you got to be as i'm getting older probably uh, running <laughs> up the hill <laughs> yeah. but no I, I i you know what i love a nice gradual downhill the yeah. sense of being light and Mm, floating. Yeah. I like that feel. So. Yeah, that's that you don't. that
0: feeling of speed, right? Yeah. But you
3: know what, there's an accomplishment to going uphill too. Yeah. I, I I I like both for different reasons. Yeah. So, but generally I would probably pick the down or the downhill.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to end off with a question we didn't ask the last time we were in our portable studio which was the Volkswagen. We're in the Subaru studio now. Um, if you could be an animal other than a human being,
3: what animal would you be and tell us why? Um, you know what? I'd probably be uh, like a leopard. They're fast. They're sneaky. Mm.
0: <laughs> All-terrain all vehicles, they can pounce. They've got a well-rounded uh,
3: repertoire of skills. They come out of nowhere and surprise <laughs> you. thats You know what? I like to surprise people when I was racing, mm-hmm. and I... I, yeah I just, that would be it <laughs> so Phil
0: Ellis running guy and leopard in disguise well th- thank you so much All for right. uh, taking the time best of success in the planning stages and getting that uh, heritage to hatsick off again and good luck with your uh, group here tonight
3: alright sounds good
0: thank you so much
3: yeah, thanks a lot
2: I'm Zach Newfeld, and this is your Fit Tip. Of the week. In an article by Triathlon Canada magazine, Cam Mitchell gives seven reasons why you should start your day with a run. The first reason is endorphins. A 20 to 30 minute run releases serotonin, which regulates mood and is thought to be negatively correlated with depression. That means as serotonin increases, depression seems to decrease. In fact, running has been used in some cases of therapy to treat depression. The second reason is that you can run fasted. Running before eating in the morning makes your body burn fat to produce energy. This trains your body to burn fat and kickstarts your metabolism. Thirdly, it's time effective. Before the demands of the day, getting that run in early makes it easier to fit into your schedule. The fourth reason is the quiet before the storm. It's quieter on the streets earlier so it's safer and you can hear yourself think. It allows you the time and space to just be. Fifth reason, nature and wildlife. You can spend some quality time in nature before others are up going a million different directions. Animals may also be out still from the nighttime. The sixth reason is temperature. On those hot summer days you can beat the heat by getting out early. That way you don't have to battle with heat exhaustion and come back from a run less sweaty. And lastly, a feeling of accomplishment. No matter what happens during the day, you know that you went for a run. You did something good for yourself physically and psychologically. Those are just seven reasons to get an early morning run in. For the Fit Tip of the Week, I'm Zach Neufeld.
0: And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Your Wenting's word of the week is sprint. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week is sprint. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Whether your goals are iron, golden, or ultra, our low client-to-coach ratio ensures you get the one-on-one time you deserve to achieve your potential. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See our link at the bottom of this page to book your free consultation and goal setting session. Coming up next time on FitSpeak, Kevin Watt will be here with his new feature segment. Mikey Ross will be back for his top five list and we'll have an interview with the organizer of one of the longest-running triathlons in Canada. Mark Nagy from Prince Albert will be our guest. I'd like to thank this week's guest, Phil Ellis from Peninsula Runners, and remind you again about the annual Mission Heritage to Hatsuk race that is on for Sunday, April 5th. To register, go to penrun.ca. That's penrun.ca. For Mikey Ross and the rest of the FitSpeak gang, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.